Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with Dak. He heard the flack, which was whack. He went on the attack. Now he can talk smack and we'll all have his back. Patrick Mahomes is him. As we approach Thanksgiving, is there any question that is the best quarterback in the NFL. Plus, fly, Eagles fly. Jalen Hurts was four down fabulous at the finish. Is Philly back on track after a wild weekend in the NFC? So much to say. And we're just the ones to say it as we get up with you on this Monday. Starting right now, Dan Orlovsky, Ryan Clark, Rex Ryan. Zach Wilson, if you're watching, change the channel. You're not going to like what you hear a little later in this hour. But we begin with the Cowboys and the Vikings yesterday. How about them Cowboys going to play Minnesota? Oh, they heard all of the smack that was talked last week. And Micah Parsons came out ready to play. Dan, watch the closing speed early. Greeny, third third down. Micah Parsons is always going to hunt the quarterback. They drop seven into coverage. Cannot hold the ball against that pass rush early turnover for this defense. That was a theme and then so was this. Tony Pollard he was spectacular. Just balance vision and burst. He's got everything as a bona fide true tailback. You see the spin off early run game got going for this Dallas offense. Not bad for a receiver. A, a hundred, yeah, that too. He had 189 yards from scrimmage. Zeke punched it in. 10-3 Cowboys and then here comes more Tony Pollard. Great, Really good job Greeny by Dak Prescott. One, two, three to four. Kick the ball out. Everybody sinks in on defense. Great blocking downfield. Tony Pollard so explosive with the ball in his hands. Schultz with a big block on the sideline. Cowboys with a 20-3 lead. And then RC. Vikings looking to answer. Look at the pass rush. Michael Parsons got an opportunity to do what he does best and that seek and destroy the quarterback. Great move by Dan Quinn. 13 seconds left in the half. How about this play from C.D. Lamb on the sideline? I mean, how about the throw from Dak Prescott, though? I love the play call. It's very much designed. Get the quarterback out. Watch C.D. right on the sideline. Two feet are down. The vision to make that catch. An absolute ridiculous Somebody hearing the OBJ talk. The, the replay stuff was a joke there, but they still wound up making a 60-yard field goal. So 23-3, and then here comes more Pollard. I cannot wait to break this one down, Green. This is like football nuance to its absolute best. This basically ends the game. Third and 14, walking touchdown for Tony Pollard. Zach, 22 of 25, 276, and no picks. Meanwhile, the only concern for the Cowboys, and it does not appear to be a big one, at the end of this play, which was another sack, Micah Parsons appeared to be injured with the left knee, but he would come back in the game, and he says he's fine. And in the end, the Cowboys look much more than fine. 40-3. to Hey, Jerry, let's talk Super Bowl. Do you see this team as being one of the teams that's in it to contend for a championship, or how do you look at this team, what you've seen to this point? A resounding yes. Yes. Unequivocally yes. Uh, I think we've had uh, adversity. We very easily could have some more adversity. But I sure do think that uh, what I see out here right now is, a, is the team like that you could go get a Super Bowl with. So not exactly an upset that he sees it that way. But I will say his reasoning, I said it for weeks, they've had the worst thing that can happen to you happen to you, which is they lost their starting quarterback for a significant period of time, and they rebounded. And, Rex, what do we say about their performance yesterday? Most dominant performance in the NFL this year by any team. 
Like, this wow. was absolutely crazy. It, it was scary how good that defense was. I mean, the way they rushed the passer. Remember, this team was, they were 8-1 and one playing in their home stadium. Mm-hmm. And they looked like a team that was 1-8. and eight, And it had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with Dallas. Like, I never saw this coming. Nobody saw it coming. And, you know, it's funny, that tackle, Darisol was, he goes in the league. We're raving about that left tackle. Yes, Christian Darisol. Yeah, all right. Hadn't given up a sack all year. Well, that changed quick, didn't it? <laughs> like, oh, my God. But this team was everything that, if you hate Dallas, uh-oh, this is a nightmare for you. Yeah. Uh, so, Stephen A. Smith, I think he's talking to you. R.C., how about it here? We, we were together on Friday. You were here on the show, as always, and we were talking. Was I? About, what, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> Any, that was Are weird. you sure? Well, we, weird. Oh, but can they, can they stop Delvin Cook? Can they I stop Justin that. Jefferson? You didn't say that. Cowboy defense came to play. Listen, um, you know, I keep getting that Michael Jordan meme in my head, and I took that personally. Mm. Listen, the Dallas Cowboys heard all the talk after what happened against the Green Bay Packers, especially in the second half. They couldn't stop the run. Christian Watson is finally born against the Dallas Cowboys, and I said it. I came on Friday, and I said, I don't know how you stop Dalvin Cook. I don't know how you stop Justin Jefferson on the outside. Well, Dan Quinn, Joseph Witt Jr., defensive back coach, J. Ron Curse, Donald Wilson, Micah Parsons, uh, Trayvon Diggs. I was wrong. I am extremely sorry because what you did was you looked at the film and you said, you know what? You're going to have to beat me doing things that you can't do. I'm going to put Michael Parsons on the line and allow him to rush your tackle. I'm going to give him free reign, whether it's move inside or outside, to get to your quarterback. I'm going to allow Trayvon Diggs, who hasn't tracked any other wide receiver but A.J. Brown the entire year, to track Justin Jefferson. And, oh, by the way, we're going to make sure that Kirk Cousins, who we don't believe can read coverages and defenses after the snap, if you move, we're going to make him do that. And I thought it was great by the Dallas Cowboys in the fact of the way that they schemed and the, and the timely ways that they dialed up their coverages. But more importantly, they ran, they hit, and they yeah. were not scared. They stepped on this field to prove a point, and that point was proven. They have very good players, and I think we should say something about them, too, that I, I don't feel like it's said much. They're a well-coached team. Yes. The Cowboys yeah. are a well-coached team, and that what you just said is an example of good defensive coaching, and you have tape on Micah Parsons. Yeah, I mean, when the Cowboys play this way, they could beat anybody in the NFL, let alone the NFC. And I've said it for the, rest, the remainder of this season or the heart of this season, the most reliable and best playing football is when the Cowboys' defense knows you have to throw the ball on offense because the way that Dan Quinn gets Micah Parsons freed up, walks the linebackers up, and then overloads one side right now. So this is a simulated pressure. I got to take my center, left guard, and left tackle and go one-on-one, everybody. Drop the linebackers in coverage. I only got four guys rushing, but I've created that one-on-one for Micah. Still seven in coverage, nowhere to throw the football. Then he wins on that pass rush. This is the first third down of the game. Mm. All of a sudden, the ball comes out, and you're sitting there go, uh-oh. Now look at this one. This is a backup left tackle because Darisaw went out. What he does is create three wide, uh, two wide three techniques. And then the, the left tackle has to be one-on-one because of it. That's a left tackle who's a backup in the league blocking against the best pass rusher in all of football. So when you get into those third – yesterday on third down, the Minnesota Vikings had negative four yards. They had four sacks given up, and they had one conversion. If you go into a game or get into a game and the Cowboys defense knows third down has to be a passing down, you cannot score against them. I've said it all season long. You better be good on first down against that defense. I, I want to get to Dak because there's been a lot of questions out of him, but let's get a final word. No one knows more about defense than you yeah. do, Rex Ryan. Well, How good is this Cowboy defense? Phenomenal. And Only when they know it's a pass. Absolutely. And here's the deal. Himbo gave me a stat. They're sacking the quarterback at 11.6% rate. 
clearly the highest in the league. Mm -hmm. The highest in the league since 2006. That would have been a 2006 Ravens. Mm -hmm. Something I might know a little bit about. Uh, That might be me. But it's going to be. But that's kind of the beatdown. And where you're seeing simulated pressures, all those type of things. That's what you do in obvious passing situations. Right. The the difference for them is always going to be about stopping the dang run. And that was where I was shocked. Quite honestly, I said they should dehydrate. Dalvin Cook, because I knew this was what it was going to look yeah. like if you threw every that, snap. And that's the other thing, too. You got to think about it. Dalvin Cook in the first half was averaging over five yards a clip. It wasn't like this team wasn't able to run the ball. It was Kevin O'Connell deciding that he wasn't going to run the ball. And also Minnesota Vikings defensively not Couldn't giving his stop. team an opportunity no. to do that. But let's, let's be fair. Because last week after the loss to Green Bay, most of the conversation on this show was not about the defense. It was about the quarterback. What do we say about Dak Prescott coming off of 22 of 25, 276, two touchdowns, no picks? Yeah, the thing that stood out yesterday that I hadn't seen this year is they gave him full control at the line of scrimmage. And that's something that they've done in the past. That's one of the reasons why you like this offense. Like third and six, right? Dak walks the line of scrimmage, dummy cadence, everything. Now he's not only getting out of a bad play, but getting into an ideal and or great play. And I love this third and six. He's going to read those second-level defenders on an RPO. He wants to slant the CD in the slot. They overplay it. The coverage carries that slant. Dak's third and six. He can become a ball carry because he knows exactly what's going on in defense. Again, second and seven, you see that dummy leg kick, right? He's trying to gather information, realizes sluggo seam, now coverage, get to number four and five. Trusting his feet and his eyes to kick the ball to Tony Pollard. That was Dak's best play of the game. Yeah, and also what I liked is the reality is this, and I've said this for two years. The, and the Cowboys are offensively are best when they have multiple tight ends on the field. When they put those two or three tight ends on the field, I think it calms defenses down. I think Dak sees the field so much better. They since he's come back, they've scored 17 touchdowns. 11 of them are with multiple tight ends on the field. Mm. So he was really good yesterday. you got to give credit where it's due, controlling the line of scrimmage and get him into ideal plays. I feel like that's something that you were telling us last year. He did a lot of, and you know this what? year they hadn't been doing much Truthfully, of it. Dominique Foxworth, I think, was the first guy that really yeah. saw it. Like, oh, Dom's, I think two years ago, said it like, hey, they're giving him a lot of control at the line of scrimmage. That's when they're at their best, when he gets to kind of call the play at the line. Let me ask you the question, then, that was asked to Jerry Jones quickly. Is that... Did we see a team that could wind up in the Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what they showed you was that you had to start counting them with the elite in the NFC, mm-hmm. right? Every time we were talking about teams that could challenge the Philadelphia Eagles, especially while they were undefeated, but our, we went to the San Francisco 49ers. Don't you think that we've said that, though? Like, don't we yeah. feel that way? The question for Dallas is like, can they do that for three or four straight weeks? Well, the other, the other part is this, too. Last week, I was more... I was tougher on Kellen Moore than I was Dak Prescott. I felt like Kellen Moore needed to call the offense a certain way and it needed to start with the run and physicality and then allow Dak to work his way into the game. And I believe he did that from a play call standpoint. Maybe the real question that comes out of yesterday is, does Minnesota belong in that conversation? Can I show you a number that might just shock you? The Minnesota Vikings were 8-1 and one going into yesterday's game. They are 8-2. and two. But on the season, they've been outscored. They have allowed more points than they have scored. They're the first team ever to be 8-2 and two or better through 10 games and have a negative point differential. Remember the miracle comeback that was that game against Buffalo. So, look, 
they grew on us like a fungus though. <laughs> right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we had been fighting it. Yeah. Like, we we never came on here. Yeah, funguses grow. Right? We Like, we never came on here and thought to ourselves, oh, Minnesota's That's it. That's the team to beat. Right? Yeah, like, you never watched them one week and thought, man, this is it. Like, we got to think. The then they two beat game, Buffalo. Then yeah, they, beat yeah. Buffalo. they beat Buffalo, and we finally said, well, hell, if they beat Buffalo and they've only lost one throughout the season, then they got to be that team. But so here's are the thing. They right? They're still contenders. And the reason you're going to have to go to Minnesota, they're going to host a playoff game. They're clearly winning their division, so they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. But I never saw this, this game coming. I knew this is the danger of a team that wins every game by decision, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All right? They never knocked anybody out. In fact, they're laying flat on their back. They got knocked out uh, yesterday. That's the danger of a team that 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 can't throw the knockout. I, I, I think the way to look at Minnesota is when they play their peak in comparison to a Philadelphia, a Dallas, a San Francisco. They can't hang. Two games this year when they've been absolutely drubbed. Justin Jefferson got stopped. So oh, if you yeah. if he doesn't go off. Yeah. It's like that offense kind of sputters. Their offense runs through Justin and his high-level success. Mm -hmm. They've got two losses this year, and they had the miracle comeback last week against Buffalo that if not for that fourth and 18 catch, probably, or the fumbled snap, doesn't happen. They're good, but at their best, they're not as good as the top of the NFC. They will host the Patriots on Thursday night. Remember, Thanksgiving, three games. That's the late game after the traditional Detroit-Dallas. Then we got New England at Minnesota. Very interesting Thursday coming up. Meanwhile, we have much more. On an equally interesting Sunday, the Eagles sleepwalk through the day, and then Jalen Hurts comes to the rescue with the finish. Is Philly back on track, or are we still concerned? Plus, Patrick the Great comes up big when it matters most. Is he playing the best of his career right now? We're talking about it. Kids get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're back on Get Up, and we are brought to you by Disney's Strange World. Only in theaters Wednesday. Get tickets now. 
If you didn't stay up late last night, you missed quite the duel between Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in Los Angeles. Pick it up in the first quarter. Chargers down 3-0. Herbert, Joshua Palmer, take a look at this throw. Yeah, only begged for it all season. Ball in the left hash. Half roll him to the right with the ball fake. And you allow his arm strength to show off with the high pylon. Beautiful throw and catch. Herbert to Palmer. Chargers up 7-3. So Patrick, it's your turn. And his favorite target all year long has been Travis hey, Kelsey. Legit. Kelsey looks 26 years old. I mean, I mean, the way he's running his routes, he looks younger. The ball in his hands is such a threat. The connection is real. And then look at this throw to Jody Fortson for 40. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I don't care if it's my seven-year-old daughter. The throw is absolutely <laughs> perfect down the sideline for Patrick. Fortson with a great catch. catch it. A dumb throw. She'll catch it. She ain't gonna catch it. She's got good hands. And then here comes Kelsey. He's stud. He is high stepping in. Chiefs up 13-10. Okay, Chargers, your turn. This time, Austin Eckler. Yeah, they were committed to running the football against Kansas City's defense. Get the ball into Austin Eckler's hands. A physical game at the line of scrimmage all night. Chargers up 20 to 13 at the half. Start of the fourth. Chiefs are down four. Third and four. It's Mahomes again. It's Kelsey again. Yeah, you start him on the outside of the bunch. It's man. He's shallow cross away. Give him something to catch and run with. And he does the rest. Walking touchdown. His second. Chiefs up 20. He don't look 30-something there. 23-20. He certainly does not. All right. D describe this throw for me here. The, I mean, uh, not a lot. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Take your shot down the field. Keenan goes from the outside and fully lays out. Beautiful throw. And that sets up this under two minutes to go. It's Palmer for another touchdown. I love the drift. Chargers have a 27-23 lead, but did anyone Ooh. doubt Mahomes would score? Not no. One. I won no. a dollar. That's a pretty easy one. RC won a dollar. Don't spend it all in one place. Look at the defensive guys complain for P.I. Stop your whining. 18 yards to MVS. And then under a minute to go, Mahomes. I've never seen him do this. The third down scrim Everybody's backs are turned. He's going to take it to himself, and then this is great. You got outside leverage on, man. Watch Kelsey from the bottom of the screen. Set him. Fake pick. Get the ball out in front versus on the mesh like RC's talking Playing about. One hole, but touchdown. That's his third touchdown of the game for Kelsey. To him first. Up 30 to 27. Meanwhile, every single week, Justin Herbert has the ball down three with 30 <laughs> seconds left. <laughs> it's literally every game. And it comes Every time. And he's picked off by Nick Bolton, and that's your ball game. Chiefs hold on to win as they always do. 30 to 27. They're 8-2, and two, and no one else in their vaunted division has a winning record. And of all the things, and look, you said it in the meeting this morning. When Aaron Rodgers lost Devontae Adams, we all talked about him losing his favorite yeah. weapon. And we compared it to Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City. But you were telling us this morning, it's, not it, a good comparison. It's not, it's not the same, right? We, we keep looking at these two guys, and we're looking at Patrick and saying, he's playing at an MVP level, maybe his best year. It's because he still has his number one. And I get it. When you look at Tyreek Hill, you think of the explosive plays, taking the top off of the defense. But Travis Kelsey has always been the security blanket. Travis Kelsey is the guy last year that helped put the Los Angeles Chargers out of the playoffs with the great catch down the stretch with the run and scores the touchdown. And last, listen, if you follow Travis Kelsey on Instagram or on Twitter, you know that he does not discriminate. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> last night, he wasn't discriminating either. Everybody could get 
get the business. You play corner, Asante Samuel Jr., you can get the business. You play linebacker, you can get the business. Derwin James, one of the best in the game, you, you can, can get, get the, the business, business too. <laughs> it doesn't matter what type of body you put on him. Travis Kelsey wins. Patrick Mahomes knows this, and you saw that down the stretch, especially in critical moments. Third downs, red zones, two minutes, Travis Kelsey's the guy. So we're clear on what I think you're saying. You're saying that not only did Aaron Rodgers lose his best player, but he lost the guy he counts on when things go wrong. Mahomes Patrick may Mahomes. have lost his best player, yes. but not the guy he counts on Absolutely, when and, go and, wrong. but I think that's He's most important. I don't play quarterback, and Dan did. I would think for me, knowing a guy's going to get open, knowing someone can move me when I get out of the pocket, and trusting that they'll make the right play is important. Yeah, it's comfort. It it's yeah. comfort, and that's why Patrick Mahomes remains the Grim Reaper. I mean, that's what he is. I mean, if you, th- if you looked at that game last night and just went to the second half and you're like, where do quarterbacks have to be their best? Patrick on third down last night was absolutely spectacular in the second half when it mattered the most. And a lot of times it was going to Travis Kelsey. And, yeah. Rex, the point you were making is how that impacts your own defense oh. as well when you have that guy. Like, you know how easy it'd be, to, I mean, to, to call <laughs> defenses if you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback? Like, it's a joke. All you got to do is get, hey, force a team to punt three times. Yep. You know, get two takeaways. Sure. I, I mean, listen, I'll go out there and go home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Coach is like, oh, hey, Pat, all right, you get got a golf. Patrick, thank you, my friend. Like, it's a joke. And I'm telling you, this kid is, how good is this guy? He reminded me, I'm saying, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. He goes, Rex, no, no, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, Pat, you know, Patrick, you're right. You are the best. He got no one to throw to. I don't care. Is that Tony Gonzalez, 88? No, I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> He's right. Fordson. Yeah. Hey, like, but, but that's the point. We spent a lot of last week asking the question, are we taking the greatness of Mahomes for granted? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely it's we why, are. It's why when we get asked who's the MVP of the NFL, we're like, yeah, maybe it's uh, Tua. Because you're not trying to give it to him. Right. Yeah, yeah, you, like, you know, it's like the obvious is the Patrick Mahomes answer. Now credit those guys, they played really good football. But, like, Patrick is the MVP until someone, like, totally snatches it away from him or he falls off and he's not going to fall off. Is he the MVP? No, he, right he, absolutely, he absolutely is because this is why he's the MVP. When everybody in the world knew after the Los Angeles Chargers Score games are that they still lose. <laughs> that means that if you have the that's that's Michael Jordan fake. What guy yeah, are we right? saying that about in the NFL? The, the, Pat, Pat, that's it. Josh, maybe right now. No, I think right now it's no. Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes only, and that makes him the MVP. Let's stay here. And, and, and so do the Chiefs now become the Bills won yesterday. Crazy week, we all understand. We'll show you the highlight a little bit later. You saw the game, it was mostly awful. The Bills beat the Browns <laughs> yesterday. They're terrible. The Browns are terrible. If you <laughs> want to get your run game as right, as far as the Browns. Bills are concerned, the, the, right now, Kansas. City, Buffalo. It's been Buffalo all year long. Is it now the Chiefs for you? No, still Still Buffalo. Buffalo. It's absolutely still Buffalo. When they get healthy, I don't think anybody can beat them. Uh, I I agree that it's still Buffalo, but the reality is this. Kansas City, because of multiple tight ends, like Kansas City's got so many different ways offensively they'll beat you, and their ability, and I saw it a little bit last night, go under center, run it with Pacheco. Like, that does matter. I got to get their defense healthy. I'll also throw the Ravens out there. The Ravens are still there. Buffalo, Ravens. Everybody. Everybody, everyone at the top of the AFC can win it to me. And, I, and obviously, you're going to lean. That's why the league is yeah, yeah, you're going to lean toward Kansas City because of their quarterbacks. Yes. But we also watched their quarterback in the second half of the AFC Championship not be Patrick Mahomes. I think it That's is fair. a toss-up right now when you look at the Dolphins, the Bills, the Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas yes. City Chiefs. You lean Kansas City because of the quarterback, but this is going to be a fun playoff. Remember oh, yeah. how disproportionately valuable the one seed is. They're the only ones who get a bye. And, and, and Buffalo did beat Kansas City when they went there, which – 
could remain the most important game of the season, depending on how things go as we continue. All right, as we roll on, fly, Eagles, fly. Jalen Hurts was four down, fabulous at the finish. Is Philly back on track after a wild weekend in the NFC? Plus, there was only one thing that was worse than Zach Wilson's performance on the field yesterday, and that was his performance off the field after the game was over. You're not going to believe what he said, but we've got a lot to say. As we get up with you on ESPN. are back on Get Up. Eagles, Colts, the Fighting Saturdays. Look at Jeff getting a little work in before the game. And then his running back, Jonathan Taylor, we get some work in on the field. Early on, Greeny, this Indianapolis Colts offense ran the football right at Philadelphia. The double teams were a big deal, and then they finished off with a beautiful touchdown on third and goal. Really good opening drive for Indy. Taylor would wind up rushing for 84. Colts a 7-0 lead. Second quarter, a little sloppiness from the Eagles. Well, and when you see Jalen Hurts always in the shotgun down in that crouch dance, it's because Kelsey fires that ball back. That one's a little high. It's a touch cap, tough catch. Good job recovering. Game. Eagles down 7-3. They're down 13-3 in the fourth quarter. It hurts. He can do this better than anybody. Big part of the second half was his legs. His, yeah. his just ability to go create, whether it was the design stuff or just going to be a football player. Not only the vision, but the physicality with the ball in his hands. And two plays later, second and ten, Quez Watkins. I love his eyes. Peek down to the bottom of the screen to get the cover three oh. safety. to just hang for a little bit. And then Watkins crossing the face of the free safety for a touchdown. Four minutes left in the fourth. Eagles down 16-10. Third down. Here we go, RC. Ball game on the line. They're going to call defensive pass interference. Any question, this is a good call. Yeah, this is a great call. Listen, he doesn't allow him to come back to the football. Miles Sanders was yards behind him. But you also panic in that situation better than giving up a catch. Here's fourth down game on the line. Jalen. Just spread him out and give the ball to your quarterback on that design. Just go get it. Sneak from the gun. And then I can't wait to break this one down. It's really a PRO instead of the RPO. Quarterback draw, walk-in touchdown. That's your game-winning touchdown. 17-16. Colts would get one last chance. This is Fourth and long. Matt Ryan, there's nothing here to be done. Deion Jackson, he's running out of bounds. Uh, running out of bounds. <laughs> trying to stop the clock for what? I don't know. 17-16 is your final. Uh, Eagles get a win. Nick Sirianni said it was a big deal for him. Frank Reich was his mentor, so he was d- delighted to beat the team that had fired uh, his uh, former uh, head coach at, or, or his former mentor in Philadelphia. All of that said. Let's talk about the Eagles, because you said an interesting thing. My reaction was, "Mm, on a day where Dallas looked like the best team in the league, not so impressive. But you said you actually kind of liked that. Absolutely did. And and the mark of a good team is to win games when you're not at your best. And that's what this team did. And they're down. And here's the thing that I take from from the Eagles. All right, Jalen Hurts had a poor day passing. It wasn't his best day, all right, throwing. So what's he do? He still has the ability to beat you with his legs. And on that fourth and two, that to me was the play of the game right there. How's he do it? He's going to take this thing and run like a tailback. This is a quarterback quarterback with tailback skills. And look at this run. Who's the best running back on your team? It's Jalen Hurts. (laughs) And and to me, that's a scary thing. He should be stopped. Yeah. 
Most quarter, almost, most quarterbacks almost run into the every pile. single quarterback is stopped here. It is fascinating, RC, that that's the play. Fourth in the game on the line, and that's the play. That's the, to be very clear, and I yeah. think it's obvious watching it. That, that's a design play. That does, no, listen, 100%. The other thing is this. You want to be able to trust your quarterback with the football in his hands in that moment. So many times we think about that as passing the football, right? If that's Patrick Mahomes, you think you roll him out, you give him an option of where he wants to go with the football. And we think of all these great quarterbacks quarterback but for Jalen Hurts this is part of his game it's a part of the game that Nick Sirianni can trust and when you think about this fourth quarter it was all about Jalen Hurts a guy who you say Rex didn't have his best day a team that didn't have theirs but when we look at the ends of seasons and we think about Super Bowl teams that go 13 and 4 or that go 12 and and 5 they have games like this. Sure. You have to play against teams who aren't as good as you are, who have you against the ropes. You come out swinging, and you win ugly. And I think this is important for the development of their quarterback, but also the development of their team. Yeah. I, I think one thing about this, let's not forget, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Kansas City Chiefs yep. when the Chiefs never had their A game, right? right? Mm-hmm. And That's we all dismiss point. it. Well, you know what? This team never had their, played at their best, but they found a way to win. And to me, I just think – I think it's a positive thing about the Eagles. The lack of emotion by Jalen Hurts is such a big deal. You know, like the uh, I'm not playing my best, we're not playing our best, and the never never wavering, never um, not giving up, never uh, so emotional where, where like you feel like we don't have a guy that we can trust in those biggest moments. I think that has a big impact on their football team. They don't ever feel like they're out of it, you know, and that's why they can go have that fourth quarter and really game-winning drive. Well, and, and, and look, I mean, Carson Wentz is always going to be associated with that's this That's the difference, though, Greeny. That, maybe I mean, that's the difference. That, that's probably a massive difference is the, the, the lack of the roller coaster emotionally, that, hey, are we in it, are we out of it? Jalen just stays steady. And I think the impact that it has on the sidelines is we're never out of it. We've always got a chance. you got to give him credit for that, that he that's never – whether he's playing poorly, whether the team's playing poorly, they always that, that emotion constantly gives their team the belief that they got a shot. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not only that, though. Think about this. A.J. Brown, who is his best friend, you know, they have an opportunity after creating a turnover to go down and score. He fumbled. Fumbled, it, sure. it was never one of those things where Jalen Hurts goes to the sideline and you believe he's upset with him. You believe that, you know, you feel like A.J. Brown has lost the game. A.J. Brown knows what happens. Jalen Hurts understands that I'm going to have to come back right. to this guy at some point. And it is that even kill. It's that understanding of right. knowing I'm going to have to make or play in some point in these one of these last drives in order for us to win the game, and I will. One thing that's undeniable about this kid, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. One word to describe him. He's, I mean, winner. Yeah. This dude is an absolute winner. Yeah. He's mature. He, he's yep. a coach's son. You can see a lot of that in him. He, he, he always says exactly what you want. You know, what you the coach would want he you sure to say because he learns all that stuff. Yeah. Don't, hey, hey, oh, sure keep your powder dry on that one. <laughs> we'll get to Zach Wilson in a minute. But you know, I want to change. The fourth down play is, is such a uh, – and then yeah, the touchdown cool. play. The back-to-back in the red zone, in the scoring area, when the season is on the – oh, not the season, but the game is definitively yeah. on the line. They, they, they call Jalen's number. You were going to show us later. Just show us. Huh? Just show us what – Oh, you just get to We just get to do it whenever now. I got the show iPad. The okay, so we've heard that Philadelphia is probably or one of the best RPO teams in the NFL. This is what I call a PRO. A pass run option. It's very much so a version of the triple option. Okay, the triple option is going to be part of this. Devontae Smith's up at the top of the screen. He's going to run a fade route on the goal line. Then he's going to have a tight end on the stick here. And then Jalen Hurts is going to be able to run that quarterback draw. The reality is this. This is number one in the triple option. That's number two. And that's number three. The Eagles ran this play like five or six times ju- 
discussed yesterday. Jalen's got a great feel for how he wants to operate it. The Colts did not defend this, and then Jalen has the walk-in touchdown. But see it from that back angle. Remember, Devontae Smith is going to be out on the right. Remember, I told you that's going to be step number one, that fade route, option number one. It's going to be all off that safety, okay? If this safety comes down and plays run into the box, well, Jalen's just going to rise up and throw that fade one-on-one to Devontae Smith. If he hangs back, well, then the run becomes an option for him. Step number two is going to be that tight end right here on the stick route. Okay, if that tight end on the stick route is going to be all off that linebacker, it's just like the safety brief for Jalen Hurts. If that linebacker comes and is part of the run game, well, Jalen's just going to catch the snap, rise up, and throw that stick route. If this linebacker widens to that stick route, well, then Jalen has the third option for that triple option. The triple option is this. They're going to take Jason Kelsey and fold him to go lead on that linebacker. They're going to take the tailback to widen up inside and block that safety and down block in that defensive tackle. Watch Jalen catching eyes. Beautiful job of catching that snap with his eyes. This safety at the snap goes out to take that double team for Devontae Smith. This linebacker widens to the stick route. Third option for Jalen Hurts, go run quarterback draw. Look at these defenders. They're widening into Devontae. They're widening to the stick route. Mm. There's that walk-in quarterback draw. That is not just a designed quarterback draw. It is a PRO, pass run option. Jalen Hurts ran it five or six times yesterday to perfection. It's the play that wins them the game. And so the Eagles continue to have the best record in the NFC. Outstandingly done. Meanwhile, the weekend is not over. Tonight we're headed to Mexico City for Monday Night Football. Niners, Cardinals, 8 Eastern on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. Our coverage will begin with Monday Night Countdown at 6. And do not forget that tonight, during Monday Night Football, you can tune in for the final trailer debut of Avatar, The Way of Water. Experience it only in theaters on December 16th. As we continue, the only thing that was worse yesterday than Zach Wilson's performance was his response to one question after the game. You're going to hear it, and then you're going to hear what we think. Don't miss it next. Get up on ESPN. Back and it's time for your wake-up call. Yesterday I wanted to throw up, and here's why. 98.5 The Sports Hub. The snap, waist high, pressure-free punt, and it's a good one. Forcing Jones to backpedal right side at the 16. Stabbed left, ran it right down the sideline, to the 40, to the 50, to the left, left to the 45, beats the punter to the 35-30. Marcus Jones down the middle to the 10, into the end zone. Touchdown! No play! Touchdown, Patriots! I feel like people should get to curse, like, at that point. You know what I mean? Like, when you're calling the game, they could just be able to say, no freaking way. Like, yeah. I just feel like. No, like, trust me, there was plenty of cursing going on <laughs> yeah. uh, yesterday. So, look, the Patriots win the game. They win it on the punt return. It's the first punt return for a touchdown in the entire NFL this season. And, and that's the only play worth showing from a game in which there was no offense, and particularly from the Jets, who in the second half were so backwards, and I mean that almost literally, they had two total yards of offense. But it was the things that were said afterwards from the Jets that were most worth hearing. Give a listen. You talk about the second half, especially the offense, seven possessions, only two total yards. Um, yeah, it was dog not okay. You know I mean, straight up, he's not okay. We had how many how many total yards we had? A little over 100. Yeah, it's not 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 gonna fly. Do you feel like you let the defense down? No, no. 
right, I'm going to give it. I, I, I cede my time to my esteemed colleague who used to coach this team. Go ahead, Rex. Zach Wilson said afterwards, quite definitively, and almost as though he was offended by the question, that he did not feel as though he let his defense down. Yeah, you know what? I mean, this kid doesn't get it. And when you have a bad game, your team loses. All right, as a quarterback and a leader of the team, because that's your position, all right, you always start with I and me, all right? I had a poor game. I got to get better. I got my receivers were open. I've got to deliver the ball to them. And this game is on me. You know what? That's what we see out of Jalen Hurts. Didn't we see that out of Josh Allen when Mm -hmm. he said, hey, you know what? Hard to win games when your quarterback plays like But he threw for like 300. Right. (laughs) Way different thing here. Kid, grow up. You know what's separating this team? Why this team right now is, are they going to be in the playoffs? Are they not? I don't know. All right? Because this team's very comparable to our 2019 when we went to the playoffs the first time. Mm -hmm. We had a young quarterback also. But the difference is this guy ain't close to Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez took every Mm -hmm. arrow known to man, whether he deserved it or not. And by the way, Zach, you did deserve it. You stunk up the joint yesterday. And I'm sorry, but this could divide a dang locker room. No doubt. You better step up and be a a man. And especially in this city, Greeny. All right? One thing I'll say, I, I got to tell you this story. When I was a young, uh, when I was a kid, my dad was coaching with the Jets. All right. I saw Joe Namath sit back and, and Don Mater was a great receiver, Hall of Fame receiver. But he ends up throwing a pick and it's a pick six. And Joe Namath comes over to the sideline and I saw him talk to Weeb Eubank. Weeb Eubank, he, he's like, dang, Weeb, I just knew Don was going to run the right route. And I'm like, holy cow. At the end of the game, you know what he was saying? It's on me. I misread that for an interception. Wait a second. Don Maynard never read the, uh, ran the route. But he took it. And from that point on, I knew what it was like. Joe Namath was a leader. And that's what you have to be. Forget about all this. This kid's a talent. Okay? I'm not worried about the talent. I'm worried about you being a man and and understanding your responsibility for this football team as a quarterback. So a few weeks ago, after he had a bad game against the Patriots, and a very different kind of bad game, that was a game in which he was reckless with the football, threw three interceptions, and they lost. You said he needed to grow up. Yesterday was an an implosion of of epic proportion. I I don't know how to – for those of you who didn't get to see the game, congratulations. I can't tell you how hideous (laughs) it was. And then the comments sort of clearly refusing to wear it afterwards. What do we say today? Uh, It was pathetic. The comments were pathetic, and they reek of insecurity. I I wasn't a crazy talented player, but I was taught early on as a quarterback, everything is always on your shoulders. And that builds you up. you got to have – Thick skin to be a starting quarterback at any level, high school, college, or the NFL. Imagine, you know what the reality is? You can point fingers with your words. You don't got to use your fingers. He pointed fingers at everyone else but himself. Imagine having to walk into that locker room after saying that. Dude, I watched the tape, champ. You played like dog trash. Yeah, I don't even know if you know the playbook at times. You're throwing an in route here, and Denzel Mims is throwing running a post. Garrett Wilson's freaking out after the play. Your defense gets the ball back. You got a walk-in touchdown up top of the screen to Garrett Wilson. You don't throw it. You don't see it. The reality is this: you got to have thick skin to play that spot. Your post, your 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 pro day throw doesn't matter anymore, dude. Your defense doesn't care that you can flip your hips and launch the ball over your head 70 yards. They need an adult. 
How are you going to walk into that locker room and, and, and have big, broad shoulders and, and take the blame whether it's you? I have a 10-year-old son who's starting to play quarterback. I tell him two things all the time. You'd be a great teammate and everything is your fault. Yeah. I don't care. That's how you yeah. endear yourself to your teammates. That's the thing. When you this, say that, you reek of insecurity. Absolutely. I mean, it's, not, it's not about, to me, even the insecurity. And I know this word is harsh. It's about the stupidity. Right. Because I'm not I'm not going to say that he's unaware because he's aware enough to know exactly what Rex is talking about. He's aware enough to know what Dan is talking about. And that stupidity comes from arrogance. Right. There's a level of arrogance you have to have when you play this badly and almost dismiss the question that it's a possibility you may have let the defense down Mm. or you may have let the team down. Well, anybody can tell you when you look at the statistics, you were out there, you felt it, you know you didn't play well. You know that this offense didn't do enough. You can look at the scoreboard and say, if this is all the points we scored, then we didn't do enough. And that happens at times. Right, and it's very easy. It's very easy in that moment when it's laid out for you. That's a layup. That's actually an alley for you to be a good teammate. Right. It's an alley for you to be a great leader. Win You're over supposed teammates. to dump that. You're supposed to say, you know what? Everybody on this team played well enough for us to win this game but me. Yep. If he says that, he walks back into that locker room, and you know what I'm doing as a leader, as a safety? Hey, man, nah, it's not all on you. Yeah. We got to be better. I could have made a play. I could have did something. It's right. not just you. Right. But because he took that bullet, now you've endeared yourself to the locker room. Now when you walk in, I ain't yeah. saying nothing to you right. because obviously you don't need us. Yeah, and especially here. That's what I don't think people understand, all right? The, the media is ten times what it is at, at most places, all right? And so you're, you're speaking to your locker room anytime you're at that podium. Yep. And, and to your point, when, when we win, when things go well, it's we and us. When things go poorly, never forget it's I and me. And this is absolutely ridiculous. I will say this, that is a crazy stat, all right? The Jet defense Gave up one offensive touchdown yeah. in two games, and we're 0-2. Wow. What? Against right? the Patriots. Yes, yeah. against that's the New England Patriots. Yeah. So, to me, that's I don't where the know. kid needs to step up. I, I don't know how it. he wins the locker room back. I don't know. No. I, I, and I'm, trying to be, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Yeah. I don't know how he wins the locker room back after that because what RC just said is dead real. And, guys, this is why teams miss on this position so much. Because the talent is secondary, and I say it all the time, the talent is secondary. Who are you when it's really good or when it's really bad? Because if you can't figure that out from a guy, I don't care how well you can throw I, the I'm ball. I'm going to tell you how he can still exist in that locker room. Tell me. Robert Sala. Robert Sala has never wavered on saying this is our quarterback. There's, the players respect Robert. He's, he's going to get it right. He's got to take this young guy and mold him. This is an opportunity to learn from it, Zach. Don't run from it. The tough spot, it. though, Rex, with, with, where they are as a team, is they're a playoff football team that doesn't have the time to allow their young quarterback to have his growing pains. Mm. They're not the Giants of four years ago, where Daniel Jones was struggling, but the team stunk as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is a playoff football team. All right, we'll come back to them as we go. But, but you mentioned the Giants. This was a very tough day for football fans in the city in which we work because the Giants played at home, and they got worked by the the Detroit Lions, second quarter, Daniel Jones. He hasn't been turning it over. 
Uh-oh. This is a fire zone. You bring pressure from one side. You drop the defensive end from the other side. Daniel Jones never sees Aiden Hutchinson when he's throwing that crosser. Easy pick. Even first though pick. he's 6'7". That was his first pick in seven games. And then the Lions run the football. Dude, you talk about denting the defense. Their offensive line was dominant yesterday against the Giants defense. Lions up 10-6. And then here comes DeAndre Swift. The Lions ran it for 160 yards. I mean, he doesn't get touched to almost yeah. 12 yards downfield. <laughs> Whatever you wanted. You wanted power. You wanted inside. You wanted outside. They do whatever they want run game like they do almost every week versus the defense. And then Williams winds up with the touchdown, and the Lions are up 24 to 6. And then here's a Jones looking to respond. And here's your guy, Kirby. Jones. My guy, Kirby. Kirby had two picks against Aaron Rodgers. Comes up, makes a big play here. This Detroit team is going to be scary to a lot of teams down the stretch, especially if they can start playing defense like we've seen the last few weeks. Giants down 24 6, trying them out to come back. Here's Matt Breida with a touchdown, and so it's 24 12. Do they have have one run in them late. That was the question. The answer is no. Jones with a short completion. Isaiah Hodgins and the ball is going to come out. If this Detroit defense just plays a little bit better like they did yesterday, hunt the football, they got a chance to beat everybody left on their schedule. Well, look, I mean, here's so uh, – and then it's the Lions taking it in. Pound it in. Put it away. Uh, uh, yeah, they run it well. If the, the Lions lost a lot of ridiculous games this year. If, if just one of them goes the other way, they're 5-5 five and five right now and a legit playoff contender. But the Giants are 7-3. and three. Clearly, there have been a lot of questions about them. Are the Giants going to the playoffs? Oh, my gosh. I mean uh... – <laughs> Uh, it's hard to say right now. I, I mean, their they record go says they're going to. That's I don't think so. I think they got exposed in this game. They got absolutely bullied. First and, and here's the thing. This team was leading the NFL in third down defense and leading the team in red zone defense. How'd that red zone look? You gave up four rushing touchdowns. Mm. Does it, was, was it, was it all, did it all come apart on them yesterday? No, I don't, I don't think it came apart. I, I think sometimes you have these games, but the Giants have a very small margin for error. Yeah. Saquon Barkley has to be the That's Saquon Barkley yeah. we've seen throughout there. That red zone defense and third down defense has to step up in those critical moments. And when they don't, you can see this, and this can be look like a bottom half team. All right, we have so much more to say as we go. Let me take a short timeout. We're coming back as we roll on with the top of that division. How about them, Cowboys? What a day it was for Dak and Dallas as Jerry's team put the entire league on notice. So much coming out of a jam-packed Sunday in the NFL. Back in the flag. Get up on ESPN.